If that had gone through, we would be calling them Fulham Park Raisins today. <laughs> or at least Louis Van Gaal would be. Brian, you love that. I know you love that. I think I'm going to call them the Fulham Park Raisins no matter what. <laughs> I'm going to call them Fulham Park Raisins anyway. Fulham Park Raisins. Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Gentlemen, we are getting closer and closer with every preseason pod that we do to the start of the new Premier League season. Booyah. Friday will be a week away. Friday, August 10th, the season begins with United and Leicester. We know this. That's when you got to have your first game week lineup ready to go. An hour in. before kickoff. That's exactly so, right. So wh- whatever time zone you're living in, <laughs> Figure because that out. we have people listening to us all across the world. That's right. Hey. It might not even be Friday, August 10th for some of those people. Oh, don't make me try to figure that, that out. That's my my, my small mind can't yeah. handle that. No, I, I get that. Uh, but the season is coming. And so let me just uh, give a few notes. I'm, I'll make this super quick, I promise. We're going to get to the point of why we're here. However, I do need to give a few program notes up front. Okay. First of all, this episode is the third of three in a preseason series, a tradition that we like to do where we highlight, we give an episode to each of the promoted clubs for the upcoming season. Yeah. And and by the way, which fun fun for us, the, the getting to know that, the eighteen nineteen Wolverhampton Wanderers, yeah, is is literally breaking pod records. Is that right? Yes, That's it great. is completely on fire, which is fun. It's one of our better hours that we've ever done. It, it was good. We we look. Sometimes you have good pods. Sometimes you have okay pods. Yeah. But it was fun. That's right. That's right. Now all of this is leading up to for us one of our biggest episodes of the year next week. Season preview podcast episode. And the format, we've already announced to you last week. If you didn't hear it, here it is again. We're going to go through all 20 clubs and give you our three best players, because that's all you can have from any one club is three, max of three in your Fantasy Premier League squad. We're going to give you the three players to own from each of the 20 clubs. Each of us is going to have our own list. We're going to debate. We're going to fight. We're going to argue. We're going to hug and make up at the end. It's going to be a wonderful time. Brian, you love it when we fight, don't you? You guys fight like... Two beta fish trying to share the space in a mason jar. What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's Siamese, Siamese fighting fish, if anyone is <laughs> real serious about getting the fish terminology right. Yeah, let's, let's get that right. So that is going to happen in the upcoming week next week your next podcast episode in your feed from us is going to be the season preview pod and then after that it's back to our normal format because there'll be matches so we will go through all the matches as we always do we'll give you the fantasy analysis that you need to win your fpl league and then uh we'll sprinkle in all the fun segments that you've come to know and love which leads us to our third of three episodes the only promoted club we have left to preview which is fulham fc come on you lily whites or whites and or cottagers. <laughs> a exciting London used to be mainstay that mm. 
for like 16 years, like 01 to like yeah, or 14 years, something like that. You forget that one of the things that I prepare for these podcast episodes is an unofficial, incomplete club history. So I'm going to find out officially, aren't I? Which means that for this club, I had to go all the way back to 1879 Wow, to see what the history of this club has looked like. It hasn't been all that great, I'm okay. going to be honest with you. But before we get to that... sure. Before we do that, yes. we have to do the episode that everyone listens to and, and, and demands to hear first. Yes. The episode or the segment? The segment. Did I yeah, say episode? You did. I meant, I meant segment. <laughs> the segment of the episode everyone demands to hear first. I didn't know if first. you were completely changing everything on the fly. I sometimes I'm known to do that. <laughs> Agenda schmagenda. We've got to go over to Brian J. That's right. Where he's going to teach us how to pronounce some important, or maybe not so important, player's name yeah in a segment we call how to say with brian J." take it away brian all right you guys ready for this bring it you're right are we is there going to be music Can i'm be music sure as always we'll have something well uh music for this uh you know i love weird al yankovic but i've used him too much on the plot already uh i'm tempted to ask for a song by famous actress Mia Jovovich. Oh. Jovovich. Okay. But that honestly is a bridge too far even for me. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's go with something a little more middle of the road. Dave, I would like the song uh, Sleep Forever by one of my favorites, Portugal the Man. Portugal yeah. the Man, very, definitely very hot, hot right now. Definitely heard of him before. Good. I thought maybe you'd go with something like from the White Stripes, but no, that's too mainstream, you mean them. I'm sure. Right? No, not White Stripes. No, I want Portugal the Man. Okay. Good? <laughs> yeah, sure. Good. Got it. This Fantasy Soccer FC podcast promoted club special featuring Fulham podcast special, How to Say, <laughs> is so very special. I think it may have contributed to me getting bronchial pneumonia about a week ago. You know... Something I appreciate more and more about American names is the the prevalence of the old two first names and oh, full names, like like a Bobby Reed, yeah, or Tim Lee, yeah, Eric David, yeah, sure, or, Brian or Gary Gary. <laughs> There's a Gary Gary. I have probably. <laughs> Maybe something Europeans could borrow from the U.S. of A. is boring naming habits interesting could they could you guys do that i say this because our man today is the serbian manager of fulham fc and boy serbian sure is something isn't it yes the first thing you need to know is about an accent uh the karen we've ta- i think we've talked about the karen on this podcast i feel before. like we have it's that little fingernail clipping of an accent on the <laughs> second s yeah. in, in the man's sure. given name yeah well, the Karen turns that S into the English equivalent of SH. Which Shh. makes his. Yeah, that's exactly right. Shush. 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 This makes his first name Slavisha. S- Hold on, who? Slavisha. 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 Now, the surname, it gives us two fun things to consider for pronunciation because, really, I, I deserve this. I've done many things I'm not proud of in my life, and this really is only fitting. First, the Serbian J is—it's pretty straightforward. It's—it's it's a Y sound, so this is—that's nothing really new. Yeah, you know, the J is a, a yeah. Fine, good. 
It's the acute accented C that concludes the name that will make you desire sweet, sweet sleep. <laughs> the Serbian C with an acute accent is common. It's at the end of many, many names. Oh, but Vich, right? Is that right? Yeah. But it's it's basically, yes, exactly. It's basically a CH, a CH sound. Okay. However, it's slightly different than a C that's accented with a Karen, which makes the, uh, I'll, I'll say it, the way a native Serb said it in a video, a, a pronunciation video, he described it as CH, but soft. CH. Yes, kind of like that, exactly. <laughs> It's not a not a sh, but not a ch. Right. Okay. <laughs> what does this all mean? It means that the Fulham manager is named Slavisha Jokanovic. Jokanovic. But it's like a, it's not a, a hard ch, like like Mitrovic. Yeah, but I think it'd be about the same for him too. But it's close enough for me. If you get Vich. Okay, Vich. Sure. Hopefully, as I'm saying this, the soft vocals of John Gurley of Portugal the Man are whispering in your soft, sensitive ears. I just want to sleep forever. Never see tomorrow or leave or fall. So that's it. So Slavisha Jokanovic. Slavishab. Slavisha. Slavisha. Jokanovic. Jo or Yo? Jokanovic. That's right, because you said the J is a Y, right? Jokanovic. Wow. That's it. What a mouthful. Man. What a manager. What, what a man. What a manager. What a man. What two morons made you have to pick that guy? Two of them sitting right here on this <laughs> table with me. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Yeah. All right. Way to go, man. That uh, That was fantastic. I will say, I enjoyed last week's music selection. Yes. Outcast song. Oh, it's yeah. well done. Thank of you. course, it's always a little weird when we have some kind of uh, rapped music well, it, playing alongside our spoken words. I'm always weary about having the spoken word mm -hmm. in the song mm -hmm. behind it. Mm -hmm. But man, sometimes I can't get instrumentals <laughs> right with. I don't have all the. <laughs> I don't have everything at my fingertips to We're get a what I need. Podcast. That's all. That's all we are. But I love that song, so I'm like, hey, let's just let's just have a little um, Andre 3000 that back there, you know? All right, that'll work. Well, I will say this: I do love the music that plays underneath the unofficial incomplete club history segment. Feels feels perfect. It's perfect for what it is, which will begin now. Fulham FC began as a club in 1879, and Dave, you are going to love the original name of this club. Is it better than Riverside FC? Because I really like that for Cardiff last week. <laughs> it's so good. It's full, full, fullest name in 1879 was Fulham St. Andrew's Church Sunday School FC. Wait, why wouldn't I love that? Shut up. Sunday school's in the name of the, the club? It's out there, man. It's out there. Go look. What in the world? Go look. They shortened it to Fulham Excelsior in 1888. Uh, and then Oh, became... that was a ton better. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was a little bit. A little better. And then it became Fulham FC 
Back in 1987, I'll explain why when I get to the 80s. The 1980s. Oh. But first, uh, they gained their professional status in 1898, two years prior to that. This is one of those clubs. Now, now Cardiff City last week, for us, you know, they've only played in their stadium for like a decade. And they just recently moved into Cardiff City right. Stadium. But Fulham play at Craven Cottage. And have played at Craven Cottage since 1896. Amazing. You wonder why? Great setting right on the river, right? I mean, they truly could be Riverside. <laughs> that's Truly, valid. That's truly valid. they could be. Sure. I will say, though, that Craven Cottage does look like they've played there since 1896. <laughs> we'll to talk to Mr. Khan about upgrades. I, I, you're the owner, of yes. the club owner currently. Yes. Uh, is he the same one who owns an NFL franchise? I was going to get to that at the appropriate time, but sure, this is the incomplete, unofficial club history of With Fulham. a rabbit trail to the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Absolutely. He, right. Uh, Sa- Saeed Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars National Football League, American Football League a club. He also owns Fulham FC. He bought them a few years ago. So 2018 has been a good year for him. The Jaguars it, it, are one game away from a Super Bowl in the yeah. NFL. This is not an NFL podcast. No. And Fulham gained promotion to the Premier League. Yeah. Very good for him. Absolutely. Well, they gained their professional status, as I mentioned, in 1898. And over the course of this entire 120 years of time, the club has never won a major trophy. Not any trophy. Not any. Not even an obscure one in the 20s, like most of these clubs will do. They have played in two major finals do you know how hard it is to be that mediocre <laughs> i told you you gotta go back no no you would have to it. really try to be that <laughs> mediocre <laughs> i mean that this is like this is again not an nfl podcast this is the miami dolphins washington redskins uh, area of I, mediocrity i see what you're doing there okay well, let me name when those two uh these two major finals took place the first was 1975 the fa cup they made it to the final. Lost to Brian's West Ham Hammers. Mm, yeah. Uh, the other final you might have watched. I certainly did. It was not that long ago. It was while Uncle Roy Hodgson was manager. At Liverpool. No, at Fulham. Oh. Because <laughs> we're talking about Fulham here, oh, okay. Dave. Well, I thought maybe they played Liverpool in a, in a well, final. He took, he took his success at Fulham during this time frame and translated it to getting the job at Liverpool. Gotcha. And then subsequently largely failed. The, but the, anyway. This was pre-me having an obsession with EPO. Oh, interesting. Well, they made it to the final of the Europa League, the first Europa League in 2010, oh, wow. okay. where they lost to Atletico Madrid in extra time in that particular final. <laughs> that club was still in Europa then. That was a big deal. Those were the those were the Dempsey days. Yeah, 2010. Okay, Clint Dempsey. I do remember Dempsey playing for Fulham. I definitely don't remember them making a Europa League final. Hey, listen, there has been a heritage of American players uh, who have played for Fulham FC. In fact, before Clint Dempsey, there was Brian McBride. Right. Who, if you followed, you know, U.S. soccer for more than a decade, you know who Brian McBride is. One of the more prominent players in the late 90s, early 2000s. He was there at Fulham FC. Currently, that streak is continuing with defender Tim Ream. Yeah. He plays for Fulham FC. We'll yes. see him in the league this coming yes, season. Yes, we will. So that is a, an exciting thing and probably has helped a lot of people, uh, in the United States at least, become a little bit more attracted to Fulham as a club to follow. In fact, I have a good friend. That is his club. 
because like Dem- Dempsey was playing for them. Absolutely, or? absolutely right. And so he started following them when they were last in the Premier League before they were relegated to the Championship. He has followed them all the way through those few championships. Those are good days for him then. And he is he is excited, especially with all their signings, which we'll get to. Well, yeah, absolutely right. But first, more about their history. So, no major trophies. They're probably hoping to turn that around soon. I don't see it happening in the near future, but who who knows? There is a Mr. Fulham. A Mr. Fulham. Shut up. In the club's history. Like, like... Like, that's his nickname. He played for them... Oh, that's not his actual last name. No. No, it's his nickname. But it's he got it because he played for them for over 18 years. 657 appearances for the club. Wow. His name's Johnny Haynes. Johnny Haynes? Johnny Haynes. Uh, Please tell me there's a Johnny Haynes stand. Actually, they did name a stand after yeah, him. Yeah, okay. After, uh, after he died in a car crash in 2005. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of a financial struggle. Please tell me the provisional liquidator showed up. No, this is actually better this time, Dave. Whoa. Because in 1986, after the club was relegated to the third division, their financial struggles started to overcome them. And they looked to fold as a club by merging with one of their main rivals, Queens Park Rangers. They wow. tried to merge. And only because uh, someone connected with the club, I forget off the top of my head who it was, uh, forgive me Fulham fans that are listening, but someone connected with the club came in and basically bailed them out, prevented the merger from needing to happen. And that's when they restructured as Fulham FC. Wow. But Fulham Football Club. Wow. But uh, we almost started to have to... It was almost... If that had gone through, we would be calling them Fulham Park Raisins today. (laughs) Or at least Louis Van Gaal would be. Brian, you love that. I know you love that. I think I'm going to call them the Fulham Park Raisins no matter what. (laughs) I'm going to call them Fulham Park Raisins anyway. Fulham Park Raisins. Really quickly, uh, their primary nickname, the Cottagers, sometimes also known as the Whites because that's the primary color of their kit. Uh, They have... One uh, Fulham fan. You gotta be careful these days to say, call yourselves the Whites. You might need to edit that out. <laughs> no, no, that needs to be. Look, that's part of the the incomplete unofficial club history. That's part of it. That's therefore, hey, that needs to be in there. It's just look, there's different times. I'm not sure you can go about calling yourselves the Whites. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, moving true. on. All right. Their primary rival is Chelsea. Right, which geographically is very close. They are next door neighbors. Yes. In fact, the location of London of London that is known as Fulham houses Stamford Bridge, home of Chelsea FC. Right. So they are literally backyard neighbors. They are they are literally next door neighbors. There's little more than a fence between them. Now, any club that plays in London, you tend to hear announcers during matches refer to those matches as derbies. So you'll hear plenty of Fulham matches. Well, it's just not London. I mean, it could be the Manchester Derby. No, but but anytime Liverpool two Derby. London clubs are playing, you hear them reference that as a as London a, as Derby. As a London of some Derby. Kind. Okay. Now sure. Arsenal Tottenham. That's a little bit more special. That's the North London Derby. Right. Right. <laughs> There's a West London Derby. Is there not? A West Ham and somebody. Yeah, the West London Derby. It's when West Ham faces their own personal demons, or it's when uh, West Ham fans face off against the ownership. I don't know, maybe. But basically, Chelsea and Fulham, that's right. the primary rivalry that you'll see. Played twice this upcoming season. Um, I did create a limerick to close this segment out. Nice. Now, there's no need to to censor anything in this one. Can I unofficially censor something? Because that might be fun. Um, maybe. 
But then it might not make a sense because it'd be missing a word. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So I'm not sure that would work. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, we could get away with using <laughs> bag last week and not lose any of the meaning. Although, although in the Cardiff podcast, I took both of those words out. I didn't leave the bag, which I. I won't do this time. The bag will be there. I did notice the, the double ducky. The blank bag. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Now, this one I actually fear might be a little bit a little bit inside America. Like you got to really know US soccer to get this one. But I think I think you'll definitely get it. Dave. Okay. And if we have to explain it, we will even though it takes away some of the fun. Uh, can I can I go ahead with this? Start it up. All right, here we go. God bless America. And Fulham FC, the most American English club there be. McBride and Dempsey twould seem paved the way for old Tim Ream. Luckily, they remained Landon Donovan free. <laughs> I'm not a big Landon Donovan fan. That's basically sure. what I'm saying. No, I liked how you kind of had some old English. I felt like you had some old English in there, <laughs> a which bit. was fantastic. I had to, I had to keep the syllables down in Any a couple t- of these lines. <laughs> That's, that's all there was to Old it. Old English is great for just combining like a whole sentence into one word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. But you know, Landon Donovan, you know, his whole his whole big pro Mexico thing didn't turn a lot of American fans on to Landon, Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan can suck a ball. <laughs> I'm, they'll bleep that out. The, the new Nike ugly. ball. You meant the new Nike ball. Yeah. yeah. Man, whatever, man. Go go <laughs> kick rocks. He almost I mean there were rumors he was gonna go play for them while Dempsey was there. Instead he went on loan to Everton. Right. He played something like half a season at Everton. Did very well. Yeah, he uh, always played well for yeah, Everton. Absolutely. He did well for the United States, too. Not doing so well in uh, Liga MX. Kick rocks. We're okay, we're okay with that. But, hey, that's uh, that's your unofficial history of football. Well done, so. Scott. Well done. That's uh, fantastic. It, the, the club has no trophies, but they were able to uh, avoid the provisional liquidation. By the way, I forgot to mention, when they had Sunday school in their name, their nickname was the Saints. Makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Southampton probably. That's true. Southampton probably wasn't a club then. We'd have to look that up. But I'm just glad they're not called the Saints because that would mean another club's fans that sing when the Saints go marching in during a match. I'm, I'm sick of hearing that. Sure. Yeah. Dave, this is the part of the show where you typically tell us who we should care about in fantasy specifically for any of these, for, for, for you know the particular promoted club we're discussing. Yeah. Now, before you get into it, I'm going to point out one brief observation that I made sure. in preparation for this episode. There are not a lot of Fulham players in FPL as it stands. Brian, how does it look when you go to the the EPL, the FPL <laughs> lineup, and you click on their name, and there's like six names uh, for like the entire team? Is that a good thing? It's not ideal. <laughs> right. You want... More than less. Sure. Or fewer, I suppose. I think once the other signings, once the signings get in there, some of the new people, once the Alfie Mossens are in there and stuff, it'll probably look a little bit more full. And, and Mitrovic, which he's not Mitrovic, listed yet. Right. Uh, once they're in there, I think it'll look more normal. But but no, you, you don't want to see a bunch of... Uh, you don't want to see a really thin lineup there. No. Where you're looking at it. So this is what I think... Going forward, Scott, uh, when I was looking, when I started looking at the stats, right? Because I always, look, I try to make most decisions. I think it's always better, especially in EPL, if you try to make decisions with stats instead of heart. 
And and because look, sometimes you got to go with your head, Scott. Oftentimes. I don't know. My heart got me first place last year. Not true. <laughs> no, it didn't. That's my obligatory. No, it didn't. That's my obligatory championship. That is reference. such a bunch of bull. Your heart. When you were going with your heart, you were not winning first place because you were standing on your laurels. Is that proper? Also known as principles. Yeah, principles. My anti-Arsenal, anti-United, <laughs> anti-Chelsea, yes, anti-City, <laughs> pro Spurs, pro Liverpool. Yes. Principles. Yes. All right. So looking at this, I noticed their goals per game was pretty good. 1.7 goals per game. Like sure. Fulham scored a lot of goals last year. Okay. Fulham scored 79 goals. And how does that compare to the rest of the league? Well, Wolves Wolf scored 82. Oh, which so was, okay. Which was best in the championship. So they're right behind Wolves. Yeah. And they conceded 46, which was seven more than... Wolves and Cardiff. Scott, they had a shocking fourteen point one shots per game. That's a lot. It is a lot, right? That is a lot. As an average, that's really good. It is. Now, so let's dive into some some players. Cause I could go, I could give you some notable players for last year, but does anyone at this point really care much about last year? We really want to look Ooh, to- ooh, call on me. Okay. Not a bit. You don't care about Not about last a year. bit. Listen, Scott, their manager, <laughs> I'm going to screw this up again, Brian, Jokanovic? No, Scott, Scott's laughing horribly at me. No, no, that's fine. Let's go with it. Okay. Let's go with it. Listen, he loves a, a, an, offsen- an offensive style of game. He is not a, mm-hmm. a defensive style guy. In other words, like they're going to go out and it's sort of like Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe says, look, this is how Bournemouth is how we do things. We're not going to play great defense sometimes, but we're going to try to do our thing. <laughs> That's right. And we might lose games four to three. Oh, it's going to happen. Right? Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, Brian, what's this guy's name again? Slovanovic, Ivanovic, Goran Ivanisevic. What? How can I screw this up again? No, you're good. Keep going. I love it. All right. Bottom line is they like to get out and score goals. Okay. They got their top returning player. Most, a lot of people know it. A lot of people might not know it, but it is a young player, who, a young English player, yeah. who is getting a lot of publicity. A ton. Um, a lot of people are thinking that he probably wouldn't be with Fulham, but I think some of the big clubs are saying, hey, why don't you stay with Fulham for another year or two, see what happens, and then maybe we'll come get you. There his, were rumors for England in the last World Cup. Yes. His name is Ryan Sessegnon. That's right. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. I am only almost because certain you are. There have been other Sessignons that have been in the <laughs> Premier League. Yes. This Ryan is 18 years old. Yeah. Okay? The best years... thing he can do is play for Fulham right now. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. A I mean, London club, like he'd probably do great at Crystal Palace. Yeah, which is pretty much the same as Fulham. It pro- it, Maybe it a is. couple years behind. Exactly. That's it, yeah. Um, listen, Scott, he had 16 goals, 8 assists, 2 yellow cards, Four man of the matches. Mm-hmm. And remember, I'm getting all my stats from whoscored.com because they're awesome and I do not have a budget to hire a stat guy. But <laughs> one thing again that I'll continue to repeat, whoscored.com, they calculate a lot of statistics and, and oftentimes they figured out a mathematical equation to cram them into one and each player that they have, and they have almost every player out there, has a rating. And that rating is a way that you can tell, in other words, when compared to other people, what what this player is bringing some extra things that I don't see. 
His player in any rating, I'm, I'm just telling you because I've looked at a lot of ratings from whoscored.com, <laughs> any rating over a 7 is excellent. Ryan Sessignon had a 7.04. Okay, so he's doing other things other than just scoring goals and assisting. Okay. And that's, so bon- bonus point type material. This is the other thing. Sort of mind-blowing. Mm. He's got 48 appearances. Mm. He's 18. But he was 17 last year. <laughs> 48 appearances. So he was durable. Led the team. He's very durable. Now, let's get to the... Uh, now, listen. He plays as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. An attacking midfielder as okay. a winger. Yep. Let's discuss a player who played for Fulham last year. Helped them get the promotion. Was on loan from Newcastle. Sort of a pod favorite because of... His triangle His upper body. mocked triangle <laughs> upper body. Ah, uh, yes. Alexander Mitrovic, yeah. as of a couple days ago, just signed a permanent contract with Fulham. Mm-hmm. So he's no longer on loan from Newcastle. A right. five-year contract. He had, in 17 appearances, and listen, anytime I mention, for the most part, I mention appearances, I'm just mentioning the league matches. Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm not. Ma- I'm not typically not mentioning no all, the, matches, all the cup matches. Like yeah. Unless you hear some weird number and then I screwed it up and I wrote it down wrong and just just bear with me. Bottom line is, <laughs> Mitrovic had 17 league appearances last year, 12 goals, one assist, six man of the matches. His rating was a 7.52. Okay. That is ridiculously high. Hence, hmm. listen, the six man of the matches as a forward. To get that, and he only had 12 goals. To get that, you have to be doing a lot of other things. Okay. I say all that to say this. I felt like when he was playing for Newcastle, granted, he was younger. And by the way, I'll say this right now. I always thought he was like late 20s, maybe early 30s. <laughs> that triangle shape My ages you. My mind was completely blown today when I realized, Brian, that he is just 23 years old. Does he look like a 23-year-old? No. <laughs> he doesn't. He looks like one of those guys, though, that if he doesn't change his hair, he's going to look basically like this <laughs> until he's in his probably early 50s. Sure. But no, he does not. No. It seems like there should be another guy named Alexander Mitrovic who's the <laughs> younger version. No, he doesn't. He does not look like that. Moving on. I'm going to. I don't want to slow your roll, but I'm going to refute a few things you're saying when you're That's done. That's fine. I don't know what to think about him. He very well, Scott, as you probably are about to say, and I'm probably going to steal it from you, that guy from the World Cup. Nope, that's not what I'm going to okay, say. Go because ahead. that guy is Mina, the defender from Colombia. Yeri, Yeri, Yeri Mina. Mina, who is about to be way overpaid. Barcelona is about to get way overpaid for his transfer fee by some English club, whether it be Everton or United sure. or some someone as unforeseen to this point. Mitrovic, yes, two years ago played in the Premier League for Newcastle. That's right. Didn't do much. He did a little, did a but little. not much. Couldn't own him in FPL. No. Now it's two years later. He's aged two years. That's a big deal. He's entering the prime of his career potentially. Well, he's on the younger end of it. I've got to be convinced he is Premier League worthy. I know he played well for Fulham last year in the championship. I totally get that. And any Fulham fan who's excited about Mitrovic back at the front of their lineup, I totally understand their excitement about that. I'm not buying yet. 
That's fine. I'm not asking you to buy. Number one, he doesn't have a price yet. Technically, he has not been added to the FPL sure. rosters. He does not have a price. By the time this pod's I out, he will. I guess he'd probably be a 6.5-ish. All right, let me ask you a question. What would his price have to be? In- 5.5. 5. 5. <laughs> okay. To transfer him in. There yeah. you go. And yeah, it's five- not going to be 5.5. No, it probably won't be. So you're going to wait. Yeah, but... So here's the thing, right? So sometimes we mock. I know that you love to mock the championship to Premier League, and you have your three to one mm-hmm. nonsensical uh, stat line. Mm-hmm. I would say this: uh, I think he has will have the ability, and he has uh, intrinsically, uh, or he has talents that will transfer into the Premier League. Uh, He's strong. Like he did have the, on the world stage. He's he, strong. Yep, that helps. Yeah, and. I, I think uh, you like the lads when they're strong, Dave. I like Serbians. <laughs> I like I like Eastern Bloc guys. They are tough uh, as nails, man. That's awesome. So give me some Croats and Serbs, and I tell you what, you got you're gonna have yourself a heck of a All team. All right, I hear you committing yourself to Dejan Lovren in your game week one fantasy lineup. That guy's a tool. Um, <laughs> Any no, he's fine. He's a very fine player. So, look, let's and move a, on. And a, and a scholar and a so gentleman. He, here's the thing. Sessignon is at a 6.5 because we never fully closed him out yet. Too too pricey for you? I need to wait and see. Mm-hmm. There's some excellent players around a 6.5 area. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Pascal Gross, one, being at seven. So, hmm. man. Can it's he just, do it in year two? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think agree. I think it's I think a lot. Can. Yeah, yeah I, agree I think it's a lot easier. So, like, he slowed down, Scott, at the end of last year. This is not a Brighton podcast. No. Um. So he slowed down, but he still was. I'm much more bull. I'm much more bullish on guys in year two in the Premier League than I am year one. I agree completely. See Pascal Gross. See Richarlison. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to a couple other midfielders, and I don't want to again. Wow, this is not a full of midfield podcast. Well, uh, is that where a the little strength bit. of their squad is? There, well, bit? they they got some guys, Brian. I know you would say that they're probably just guys, right? And that they have some. They're not doing anything that's going to stand out, and that's probably true. Number one is Tom Carney, and I or don't Kearney. know. Kearney. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I'm saying that right. He's a team captain last year. Really good rating of a 7.33. Now, he didn't show up as much on the goals and assists, and that's why I just want to mention him. He's better I feel in like, real life. I feel like it's an honorable mention. I feel like it's a Mark Noble mention. Okay. All here. right. All right. I like that. Stefan Johansson, though, Okay. I think has a little bit more upside if he can cut down the yellow cards <laughs> okay he had eight goals nine assists so he was kind of all over the place but he led the team's cutting yellow cards okay that always makes me a little nervous so uh, let me just ask you a couple of logical questions here yes all right so if he had some yellow cards in the championship would you agree that the pace of play is a little bit faster in the premier league than the championship dave yes Okay, so if it was already fast enough for him to earn some yellow cards in the championship, do you think it might be more likely or less likely he'll get yellow cards in the Premier League? I don't know if the yellow cards were because he was a step behind or if he was just the enforcer. Or if he was just Granite Xhaka. And or if he was just Granite Xhaka. Or Lee Noble. Either way, honestly, I'm not not going to be owning... That's not a person. I'm not going to be owning either one of those. Lee Noble is definitely not anyone. Lee Cattermole is someone. You mentioned Mark Noble earlier. Oh, my gosh. Okay, back to you. So I I wanted to mention Tim Ream. (laughs) 
Only because this. God bless America. He's American. We love Americans. And he ends up with a 7.05 rating. So, again, as a defender to make it over 7.05. But, listen, he had zero man of the matches. And if you're going to be a defender, to catch my eye, you need to have a man of the match somewhere, at least one or two. Dave. He had none. Dave, pod favorite back in the Premier League. Yeah. Alfie Mawson. Yeah. Sir Alfred Mawson. That's right. Swansea to Fulham. Just just is, signed today. Just signed as we record this. I know. Today. I haven't got to that yet. I but, was just but about you're to mentioning open up. Tim Ream. I know. I just because honorable mention. I just wanted to okay, mention right. he's American, and and right. I said I'm not going to own him. Okay. All right. Sorry. I'm I'm listening again. Now here's anyways, and I don't Fulham's not. Uh, look, I would I would go with I currently currently this is fact have Bamba Soul Bamba. In my lineup. Now, listen. Cardiff City's Soul Bomba. My FPL lineup has been changing, honestly, on a daily basis. Okay? <laughs> it's because you keep hitting that autocomplete button. <laughs> no, no. But Bomba currently is in my is on my team. But he's... I have more faith in Cardiff defenders and or Huddersfield defenders than I would... A Huddersfield? Fo- well, I'm just saying Huddersfield from last year. Listen, their defense was good last year, whether you want to... Admit to it or not. Okay, but you know they gave up four goals just as many times as they gave up zero, right? I know, but they still got some zeros. I know they did. So I'm just saying, but Fulham, I I have less faith in Fulham just from their coaching perspective along with uh, Wolverhampton. So, All right. Moving on to their signings. We've already discussed Mitrovic. Mm -hmm. Sort of a sign. I mean, technically he's a signing, but he was on loan there last year. Let's get to Andre Sherla. Did I say that right? You sure did. Don't call me Sherla. Like Sherla ever? Surely. <laughs> From Borussia Dortmund on loan. Two-year loan. Two-year loan. Really weird to me. That's don't fine. exactly know what that means. Fulham I mean, fans don't care. They don't care. I think they're getting a good player, a 27-year-old player. I tell you, though, Scott, I feel like we remember when he played for Chelsea and the very second half of the season, his last season when he played there, mm-hmm. he played really well. Because let me tell you, his stats last year are not that great. For Dortmund, for Borussia Dortmund, he had 18 appearances, one goal. Hmm. year before that at Dortmund, he had 15 appearances, two goals, which is telling me that he can't get healthy and or he can't crack the lineup. Interesting. Wolfsburg, his best year, mm-hmm. he was there when DeBrowna was there. He had 29 appearances, nine goals, Pretty much his best season. Hmm. So I just don't know. I feel like his name carries maybe a little bit more bang than than the buck he's going to show in the match. What do you think? How do you how'd you like that comparison? I like that a lot. At six pounds in the midfield, at his best, if he is part of a Fulham squad that is, even if they're losing 3-2, putting in some goals, right. he could potentially be a part of it. At at its at, at the best at best case scenario, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I I think he talent wise, he should start every game. I agree. Whether or not he can stay healthy or not, the problem is, I think you've mentioned too many midfielders for all well, of them to be able to start. I'll say this: Shorla has more upside. I I would I would risk playing Shorla if I really wanted to play a full of mid as opposed to Johansson or Kearney. Okay, how about this: Shorla at six pounds or Sessegnon at six point five. Uh, Sessegnon is the way better player. Wow. Okay. I think. I mean, statistically, seems to show that. All right. Very good. All right. 
moving on to Jean, another one of their big signings. Because, look, we said this earlier. You said this on Slack, Slack, sponsor us. Mm-hmm. Fulham's doing work, man. They are doing work. So they signed. They signed. Oh, signed. What was that? Don't know what that exactly was, what that was. That was your Fulham accent coming out. What in the world? <laughs> Forgive me. Brian, correct me if I say this incorrectly. Jean Michael Seri. From Nice, 30 million euro, Ivory Coast National, 30 appearances last year, two goals, five assists, five yellows, one man of the match, a who scored rating of 6.92. You know I love the seven mark. Yeah, but from League One. On Slack, the same Slack where I said Fulham was doing work, you ridiculed Nabil Fakir. It's true. For being in League One. And that being a league that overinflates player stats. It's true. This he's not a goal scorer. No, he's not an FPL play. He no. might make other guys better. He is a interesting. You got to be good to have this. Have something named after you. He is a Conte style player. Mm. Is he not? Probably. I believe he is. Moving on. It was a good signing for the club. We won't be playing him FPL. No. But like we've said but before, he's priced it, at five it, and a half. It was a. It's a great. Real-world signing, not necessarily for FPO. All right. Maxime Le Marchand. Mm-hmm. Marchand, probably. not. They, probably not a hard D on that. From Nice, 4 million pounds. Defender, 28 years old, 29 appearances, 3 assists, 4 yellow cards, 1 man of the match, rating of 6.85. You're making me feel bad for Nice this season. I feel like Nice lost their two top players. <laughs> <laughs> to a club that will barely stay in the Premier League. In fact, I actually checked to see if Nice was owned by Saheed Khan <laughs> because I was wondering if he was the doing... The old Watford thing. Yes, the yeah. Watford move. Yeah. Um, look, he could be something. I don't know, but I'm not going to be looking at any Fulham defenders unless it's Alfie Mawson. And All right. let's just jump right into that. Hey, wait, 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 wait. If we were in League Un fantasy, would you own Mario Balotelli? Because he's on the Nice roster. I'd have to check his stats. Oh, okay, fair enough. I don't know his stats. Back to what you were saying. Sorry. Alfie Mawson signed today. 38 appearances last year. Did not miss a league game for Swansea City. Two goals, one assist, three yellows. Anyone who listens to this podcast has an idea of who Alfie Mawson is. I think he's a good defender. It's got his rating, who scored rating, is a 6.81. Not bad, but not great either. Well, as we sit here, we don't know what Alfie Mawson's price will be. We don't, because he has not been added along with Mitrovic to the Fulham lineup. But every I'm other trying Fulham... to think back of what he was with Swansea. I would think it would be something similar. My guess would probably be a... He, at 5 to 5.5. It's not going to be any higher than that. He will be the fifth defender for Fulham added to FPL. There's currently only four in FPL. And all of them are 4.5. If he's much more than five, forget about it. You're right. If he's five, it's worth looking at, probably. Okay. Maybe. Uh, Although, look, he didn't have a ton of goals, but... Listen, Another good signing for him. He was a Fulham, play though. for Swansea last yeah, year. He was. He absolutely was. There were there were definitely weeks where we said Swansea defender was worth having as a fourth or fifth defender, whether that be Kyle Naughton, who is also rumored to be sold here soon, uh, Alfie Mawson, right? You know there and others. So uh, Fe- Federico Fernandez. Fernandez. So 
the last signing, and again, I don't I have no idea if this is going to pay off or not. Uh, goalkeeper from Besiktas. Fabri. Fabri. Which is not quite the name of the air, <laughs> clean, like scented air company. Febreze, but that's what I think about when I say his name. I have no I. I could have probably looked it up, but honestly, laziness just took over because I thought there's no way and this would be relevant to anyone. He had 34 appearances. I don't know how many clean sheets. Okay, here's here's something that has stood out for me as I've been doing some deep diving into player prices. Yeah. It's weird to me when a club will have two goalkeepers with the same exact price. Because that means FPL doesn't know who's starting either. That can and only that's mean a, that. that is a telltale sign to stay away, right? Yeah. At least for now. Yeah, I mean, look. You should know who's starting the Thursday before Saturday, right? You should have a pretty good idea who's going to be the starting keeper. I don't know, though. They didn't spend a lot of money on him, but they did bring him in six six million euros. So they did pay a price for him. So that's probably, I would say, Scott, that's, he's probably going to be starting. I'm not going to play him. No, I'm not either. If they're going to lose 4-3, I'm not starting him. I don't. I don't. Pray for Fabri. I don't, don't necessarily trust the Fulham defense. Well, I don't think you should. Although the they are beefing you, it up with Mawson. I mean, yeah. you got to start. Look. We love Tim Reed. Look. Let's look at this. Uh, what was Liverpool's defense like before, you know, BC VVD? Okay. It like, was all right. Before VVD. It was all right. Liverpool's defense was <laughs> That is not true. And then it wasn't a And strength. then when they finally figured out that Robertson <laughs> was their best right uh fullback, mm-hmm. when they finally figured out Robertson was their best fullback and, they, and Klopp actually started playing him, then their defense got really good. Sure. Hence me owning two current Liverpool defenders really? on my starting team. Dejan Lovren and who? Trent Alexander Arnold <laughs> and Robertson. That is an absolute mistake. Not a mistake. That is a mistake. Not He's a not going to play game week one. Yes, he will. He won't. Maybe not. World Cup duty, man. There's a chance he might not. He played like the, the England made it all the way to the semifinals but of the he, World Cup. But he didn't. He was benching. He was. I benched. get it, but he's been on holiday. Uh isn't that what they call when you're not playing in the game, anyways? <laughs> You're on holiday? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you do not want Trent Alexander-Arnold. He will not be in my I top have a three. defensive sub that will be there, but he will be in my All right. He'll, he'll be in my team. We'll save the rest for the preview. That was a, that was a sneak peek of the preview. It, it was a little bit. I, right. I, I throw it in there. Listen, I'm, I'm done with the with Fulham signings. I think Sessegnon's interesting. Mitrovic, depending on his price, could be interesting. Everyone else I'm probably staying away from. Well, we'll see if we get to a top three of Fulham options next week it'll be interesting there are some name brand players even if there might be some reasons to stay away just a little teaser for next week's that's right pod. hey speaking of our uh, our podcast and a season preview uh we've been doing some fun lineups on our website fantasysoccerfc.com putting together some fun lineups now that the players are available on the fpl website uh as we go into the new season you know, a couple weeks ago we did the non-Chelsea Chelsea team, which I might need to revisit now. They've had time to loan more players out, so there might be some more options there for that lineup. Uh, we also, what else did I do? Oh, we did an all-discount team. That's yeah. what it was, an all-discount yep. team, uh, which you're sure to disagree with some of those choices. Uh, but this past week, I put together an all-injury team. Yeah. Guys who are either always hurt or just 
<laughs> counting down the minutes till they get hurt again. I'm telling you, there's not a lot of debate about this squad. Nope. Nope. I uh, I didn't have have an issue with any of it. <laughs> yes, I did it. Yeah. Well, we put that squad together. You can see it on our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. Click on the blog link, and you'll see the all-injury team in FPL for the upcoming year. By the way, there were more forwards than I had room for. Just want you to know. But I had to put Sergio Aguero on there. Yeah. I had to put Daniel Sturridge on there. Uh, definitely. And I had to put Andy Carroll on there. Oh, yeah. His, his never-ending, always-hurt groin. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So anyway, uh, that's just a, a little taste of what you'll see if you go there. FantasySoccerFC.com. Check I'm excited about the season preview pod next week. I'm really excited. I'm I'm also a little intimidated with the amount of work that has to be done before then. <laughs> so you should have done what I've done, man. I've got, got a whole spreadsheet with formulas and oh, everything built look in, at man. You. Look at this. Check this out. There's, oh, the full, there's the full on page right there. See it? People would pay to see this spreadsheet wow. right now. Okay. And it's, I got all 38 game weeks ready to go. Ready to I, go. you update that on a regular? I'm going to. Interesting. Is this a new thing? Uh, it is new to this season. Look, Are you going to make that public to anyone else but you? Um... Um, uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay. Listen, man, it's called competitive edge. Okay. Listen, just like Pep Guardiola, when I win a title, I don't rest the next season. Listen, I push it forward to keep winning titles. When we started this podcast, Scott, we sacrificed <laughs> some competitive edges as we discuss things currently weekly on this podcast. Listen, I'm going to discuss everything that's on this spreadsheet. This is going to be the source of my material. So you'll know what I know, even if you can't see the spreadsheet. Plus, plus... You're being a stingy gonna, snob. We're going to step up our social media game this year. We'll okay. have an Instagram account where you'll see some of our lineup choices. Uh, you're going to have... Uh, you're going to see us on Reddit this upcoming season. You're going to see us continue on Twitter and Facebook and if, other places. If Reddit where doesn't kick been. us out. Why would they do that? I mean, I hope they love us. I mean, we're not any worse than any of the worst people on Reddit. Mm, it's probably true. 100% true. Okay, all right. Actually, that might keep us from being visible because we won't be the worst <laughs> people on Reddit. Sometimes when you're the sorry, worst. Sorry, Redditors. I'm really sorry. Yep. All right. Anyway, we're excited about the start of the season, if you can't tell. And uh, we hope you'll stay with us and keep listening because we're only going to give you stuff to help you uh, out in your fantasy premier league. Honestly, I don't care if it helps you out fantasy-wise. I just don't want to be boring. We're going to be fun. <laughs> I think we're fun. I, I know we are. I know so. Hey, listen, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.